Welcome to the RTO Superhero Podcast with me, Angela Connell, where we explore the complexities of compliance and how to ensure business success within an RTO. This podcast is for anyone in the training industry who wants to learn from my experience as an RTO consultant, RTO manager, trainer assessor, and entrepreneur, as well as the experience of other experts in the training industry. Listen in and let us help you become an RTO superhero that you want to be. Hi, and welcome to the RTO Superhero Podcast. In today's session, I'll be going through part two of how to be audit ready. So it's all the different things that you need to be aware of um, with preparing for an ASPA audit. If you listened to my last podcast, I went through um, a little bit of background about me and about my audit experience and what I've learned over the years, um, 20 years in the training industry, um, and what I've learned uh, through audit. So in this session, I'm going to go through some key things that you need to know about getting ready for audit. So first step is getting prepared. So when you're getting prepared for an um, ASQA audit, one of the things that you should do is you should go to the ASQA website and download the ASQA delivery data uh, summary. If you've already been contacted by ASQA, they would already send you this document. But I recommend that you actually uh, download the document um, yourself and you put in your current numbers. So what ASQA do is they take this delivery data summary and they, from that, they identify what are the high risk uh, qualifications or training products on your scope of registration. So high risks are considered um, there are ones that are actually stipulated as high risk, things like individual support is identified as a high risk, um, but also high risk are those training products that you have delivered a lot of training in. So the higher the number of students that you've commenced and completed, uh, the more likely that that training product will be audited. The second part is you should conduct an internal audit. So this is to identify where your non-compliances are and what you need to focus on to get your RTO compliant. So it's preparing an action plan to identify what are those risks and what you need to do to fix that. Um, and one of the things that I find is what a lot of people do is they try and fix everything first before doing an audit. And the problem is with that is that you could be focusing on the wrong things within your organisation, the, the, not the high-risk areas. Um, and this is where an experienced auditor like Vivacity, uh, someone coming in and actually conducting an audit in your RTO, they're really going to identify, you know, what are the current risks and how can we minimise those risks within your RTO. Um, so I don't recommend fixing anything first. I recommend doing an audit first and then you can identify what you need to focus on and what is the highest priority, in particular if you're getting ready for an ASCO audit. If you're getting ready for an ASCO audit, you really need to uh, focus on the highest risks uh, within your RTO. Now, ASQA has a self-assessment tool. You can download the self-assessment tool from the ASQA website. Uh, so if you just Google on the ASQA website self-assessment tool, you'll be able to find uh, that there. So this self-assessment tool is very good for you to use as part of the audit process. Uh, they also have an online version that you can use as well, which is quite useful. 
Step two is take action. Make sure you rectify weaknesses that have been identified. I have seen in the past where people have conducted an audit um, or we have, we've gone in and conducted an audit and then they didn't do anything with it. The thing is, there's no point having an audit if you're not even going to bother rectifying what you see as non-compliances. And then you go to audit and then it's non-compliant and it ends up being a whole lot worse than it would have been if you had actually taken action in the first place. So the first part is review your student files. So are the student files up to date? Do they have the current assessments in there? Um, have you included any evidence of support services that were identified? No. What, did you conduct LNN assessments, language literacy and numeracy? Um, are the enrolment forms completed? Is the record of results entered in the student file but also in the database as well? And does the database match if you do have paper-based files? Does it match? Um, you should also conduct assessment validation of at least um, the high-risk units that you believe could be the ones that would be audited. And that's the reason why we recommend that you do the delivery activity statement first. And you validate those uh, units against the rules of evidence and principal assessment, as well as the units of competencies on training.gov.au. Identify the gaps in those assessment tools and take remedial action. And most importantly, update your assessment tools. This is an area that is the biggest non-compliance when you go to an ASQA audit. Next, you should review your trainer's matrices um, and make sure that they're up to date. Is their resume up to date? Have you got the latest qualifications on their uh, re uh, on their file? Um, have you verified that it's a true and correct copy and verified that they are actually real? Um, is Are they current within their industry? Have they completed professional development within the last six months? Um, if they haven't, do you have a PD plan uh, for them? Um, and making sure that everything is up to date and you have everything on your file. Next one is uh, know your system. So make sure that anybody who will be attending the audit understands and knows how to navigate your systems to be able to provide evidence. So this is understanding your student management systems, records management processes, if you have an online uh, learning management uh, platform that you you and your team know how to use that, where to access all of your documents and how do you access them. One thing that's really changed with the audit landscape is we now have um, a lot of auditors expecting digital files. So in the time of COVID, uh, we had our model change for audits, whereby now there's a lot of requirement where the audit is done by a distance and you need to send your files over in a digital format. So most of these ASCO audits are now conducted online. So does everyone know how to access those files? Do they know where to get them? Um, are you able to provide current and accurate student results? Uh, can the students access the results easily? And what is your process? Step three is review your rectifications. So as I said earlier, it's no good just conducting an internal audit and then not checking that you've rectified those uh, non-compliances. So to identify that all non-compliances have been rectified, you need to go through your action plan and, and maybe conduct another internal audit and review the processes and whether they need to be updated. The focus should be on identifying whether there are still non-compliances and what are the biggest risks within your organisation. 
um, implement any new systems that may have been identified through your audit. So uh, this is to ensure ongoing compliance um, and it's looking at your policies and procedures. Do they need to be updated? Um, ensuring that your team members have access to the policies and procedures and that they're up to speed with any of those changes in the policies and procedures. And deliver training on how to use the new systems. Uh, it's very important for your compliance. Step four, prepare for your ASCA audit. So in preparing for your ASQA audit, you need to ensure that you've got your records all in place. So ensure your files are in order, identify who should attend the ASQA audit, and they should be people who know your training products, who know your systems, and know how to navigate around those systems. How are you going to provide those documents? So are you going to be doing it digitally? Is it going to be via a Dropbox? Um, are you going to have a thumb drive? Is there, there's different ways that you could do that. Make sure your documents are stored in a logical manner. So you don't want all of your documents haphazardly thrown into a folder. It should be in a logical order. Um, what we do is we put it in the standards order, which is normally what they ask for um, when they send you the pre-audit document requirements. Next is conducting team training. So ensure your team understand the importance of compliance, um, update their position descriptions if required, uh, conduct training on compliance requirements and your updated policies and procedures, and ensure that everyone on your team understands their responsibilities within the RTO. So that's part two of being audit ready. So there are quite a few risks of um, uh, within your RTO. And as I said earlier, one of the most important things, uh, one thing that I really have identified is if you do an internal audit with your own team members, what you'll tend to find is they're all tied up in the culture and particularly this is the same with assessment validation. Of course, it's compliant because I marked it or I conducted the assessment, are going to have the same result when it comes to an internal audit. That's where it's really important that you get an expert who comes in to your organisation. And you know what? You learn so much from those consultants who come in and conduct an audit. I know our clients do. They get so much learning from our audits that we conduct because we, one of the things that I say when I go into an audit with a client, because often the team members are all freaked out about the fact that they're having an audit. And I go, don't worry, I'm the good auditor. And that's what I see that we are at Vivacity because the big thing that we do when we go in is we're not looking at identifying your non-compliances, it's looking at how can we ensure that we're minimising your risk when you go to an ASCA audit and what do you need to have in place and making sure that what you put in place isn't just compliant, it's actually something you can implement into your organisation. One of the things that I have seen is over-assessment or assessment tools and not meeting the student requirements, um, having different learner cohorts, using the same assessment tools and it's just not relevant for the different learner cohorts reassessing the same subject over and over again because it's in different units. Um, so that's, you know, some of the areas where it is really good to be able to have an expert come in and they come in with fresh eyes. They're not involved with the culture of your organisation and they have a top-down view of it, whereas they're looking from an outsider 
what is there and and they know what to ask for as well what documents need to come up so it's something i recommend uh it particularly if you're preparing for an ask audit we've got clients who've been around for over 25 years who still get us in to do assistance check prior to an ask audit because you know what you know but you don't know what you don't know (laughs) and we know a lot of what you don't know because of our experience of over 400 ASCA audits and the audits that we've conducted and the assessment validation and all the work that we've done with our clients. Anyway, thank you very much for listening today. I hope that really helped you get a better understanding of what you need to do to get audit ready. I look forward to hearing uh, to you listening to me again at the next podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on the RTO Superhero Podcast with me, Angela Connell. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us fulfill our goals of helping training organisations around Australia to learn and grow in compliance and business success. The RTO Superhero Podcast is proud to be part of the Experts On Air podcast network.